Good morning, everybody. Welcome to my house. Here's my house. Come on in. We're going to have a service this morning. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, this is unique, guys. This is unprecedented for us. So come on in. Come on into my home. I want to welcome you here. Hey, check it out. As soon as you walk in our home, we've got a little cross. We've got Psalm 23 in Old English. It's very hard to read, in fact. And so just welcome to my home. Thanks for connecting with us here this morning on uh, on Facebook, on Facebook Live. Hey, pardon uh, the sound issues. Pardon the uh, uh, this whole process. Um, hey, I'll let you know. Uh, what was uh, going on? What was supposed to happen? This is what was supposed to happen. What was supposed to happen is we were going to use Zoom. Zoom is this, I don't know, this video program uh, that people use to hold meetings. And so you can use Zoom and through Facebook Live, and then you can beam into different people's houses. So we were going to do that. We're going to open with me doing what I'm doing right now and uh, connecting that way. Then we were going to beam over uh, to the church where we had uh, uh, the worship team. Uh, man, they, they, they did a couple of great songs and we were going to beam that in. And then we were going to uh, zoom back to my house and uh, Pastor Yvette was going to talk to us a little bit, you know, in her, her beautiful pastoral uh, encouragements that she does. We can still do that, thankfully, because she's here with me. And uh, and then we were going to zoom over to Peter and Peter's house, and he was going to talk a little bit uh, about how we're dealing with the offerings and all of that. And then we were going to zoom back to my house, and you were going to hear a message. All of that was supposed to happen. Very unique times uh, for us here as a church. Uh, many of you are uh, connected to other churches, and I know that they're doing the same thing. Uh, and they're experiencing the same problems. Hey, we're in, we're in, uh, a good company. We were watching a little bit of, uh, Elevate, Elevation Church this morning. And, uh, they had themselves on Facebook Live. I don't know if they were using Zoom. They were having, uh, video interrupted. Uh-oh. It's back now. Okay, here we go. So, yeah, so I was saying, um, and man, you know what? We could have difficulties here. With this, I think it's like Roy said, one of our members said, yeah, you know, churches are using up the internet broadband. We're hogging it up. So, <laughs> so we're going to have to be patient with each other through this process. And, and I hope as I, as I, as I try to switch up here and now, you know what? I'm going to have to hold the phone, I think, the entire time while I'm doing this. This is, uh, this is unique. This is unique, guys. No, so. Uh, here we go. Okay, how's that? How's that view? I'll try to steady myself. I see some people say they can't hear. Can you hear me now? I don't know. Yeah, this is just unique times. Hey, thank you, Lane, for saying you got it. I love that. Hey, I love the interaction here of of uh, of this. So, what was that? Yeah, you know what? Hey, do you want to hear from Pastor Yvette? Come on in, babe. There. Here she is. Hey. Hi. Oh, oh, there's a dog. Sorry. My voice will trigger them. 
So guys, you know, I did send an all church email just to let you know that yes, we are live, not quite the way we'd hoped. Um, however, we're just going to move on and perfect this as we go along. I just want to encourage you this morning with something that God laid on my heart, as you know, that I really, really like to encourage you as much as possible in every way that we can. And one of the things that I really want to encourage you with is during this very um, high gen, I'm glad you could join. You know, we've got friends from across Canada that are joining as well. We have a good friend that's in Israel that's going to try and join this morning. She's stuck there. Um, So I will not get distracted by the comments, but I just want to encourage you during these unsettling times, you know, it's very human to feel like, how can I control this? And what happens is we can go into spinning of worry or fear, and then we end up in a place where we shouldn't be. So one thing that I heard that I thought I really liked and I want to share with you is that Yes, we're all going through this, but we're all going through it a little differently. Some of us were already pressed, and some of us were already strained, and some of us were already feeling enough is enough, and all of a sudden this feels like the tipping point. I want to remind you that you don't have to control everything. God is in control, and he loves you so much, and he knows about this situation. He is with us every step of the way. One thing you can control, and I want to encourage you with this, is your thoughts. So everyone's a little different. Some people are streaming a lot of info because they want to stay up to date. There's nothing wrong with that. Other people are saying, I really need to limit how much I'm listening to. That's right. We need to be careful. Do what you have to do, but remember that you need to control your thoughts. When they feel like they're spinning out of control, then you have to remember what the Word of God says, that that is our responsibility. You know, Second Corinthians uh, 10.5 tells us that we to take every thought captive and make it obedient. Make it obedient to God. So that means that we line up with what God says. God says that he's here for us, that he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He will continue to uh, be with us through the storm. Think of the disciples that were on the boat with Jesus. You know, when they woke him up, they're like, don't you care? Like, don't you see what's going on? He calmed the storm. You know, he could have... He could have uh, transported them somewhere to safe shores right away, but he didn't. They stayed on the boat together, and that's the deal. Stay on the boat with God. Invite him on your boat. Don't do life alone. We say it, you know, ad nauseum to remind people not to do life alone. The other thing you can control is your choices and your conversations during this time. You know, remember that God doesn't want us just to shine the light, but he wants us to be the light. So I really want to encourage you to remember that and to to be a blessing to people around. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different needs, and I'm so grateful for our team that reached out this week to our church family uh, to find out what's going on in your life because we want to be there for you. Some of you have been laid off. We're aware of that, and we want to be there for you. So uh, let's together as a church remember that although we're going through this together, it might be different for other people, okay? So everyone's dealing with it a little differently. We want you to know that we are here for for you. And as a church, let's stay connected. Um, that's what I have for you today. Uh, before I pass it over to Pastor Scott, who has our message for today, I just want to pray. Let's just join together. Father, I just thank you so much that your word is true and that we don't have to be afraid of the unknown. This is unprecedented all over the world. And we recognize, Father God, that none of us really know what it's like to be in this kind of situation. However, you know exactly what we need to do. So, Father, I thank you for wisdom and protection and peace upon every individual, every family. And I thank you, Lord, that you will continue to be with us as we uh, navigate through 
through this storm in the name of Jesus. All right, I'm going to let Pastor Scott come back to you and so glad to see everybody. Here you go. Again, so cool that um, I can uh, I can see all the uh, comments coming in, the little waves coming through. You love technology when it works, but when it doesn't work, wow, it can it can just pull on our heartstrings, does it not? Hey, listen. Um, so again, just in case uh, we have a few people just tuning in now for the first time. Uh, we were having some issues with the first process of um, uh, producing this or, or projecting this to live. Uh, we were going to jump to other people's houses using Zoom. Uh, we were going to um, uh, have some worship with our worship team. Uh, but just due to the technical difficulties of all of this, it's just not, uh, that's not going to happen. So, you're stuck with us this morning, okay? But, hey, listen, it feels like I haven't connected with you guys for so long. We had uh, a holiday. We were gone for two weeks, and so we we missed uh, our gathering together. And then when we arrived back, we were in quarantine. I think we're in what? Is this our 10th day today? Yeah, we're in our 10th day of quarantine. So we haven't been able to go anywhere other than to our hot tub, which has been really relaxing. And for walks with the dogs. And we have to be careful when we're walking with the dogs uh, that we don't cross anybody's path. And this is a very quiet neighborhood we live in. So rarely, actually, when we go for a walk with the dogs, do we ever cross somebody's path. And it's been so cold anyways that that, that people aren't out. So, yeah, it, it feels like I, I haven't connected with you guys forever. I haven't shared the word of God with you guys. And, um, and I want to do that this morning. I want to um, open the word. And I just want to encourage you a little bit with, you know, in light of everything that's going on, I, I don't want to dwell on everything that's going on because, man, we're inundated with it. As Pastor Rivet just said, we're, we're getting it from all angles. And um, many of us, I know myself included, um, had to learn to be careful with how much information I am um, ingesting uh, through this whole process, it, it can it can become actually overwhelming because, as you you're well aware, it is front page, second page, third page on every news site you go to, uh, and so I just want to encourage you with the Word of God in a message that I entitled "Touched by the Father's Heart." Mm-hmm. See, these are indeed unique times, right, that we live in. Uh, I don't. We haven't experienced something like this on a global scale ever. It's a massive shift. And for many of us, uh, it's a lot to take in, is it not? Um, throughout these days, the Lord has been downloading and speaking to me about you, his church, about you, his children. And he, and he wants you to know, guys, that what is written in his word about him is true. It's true. Everything in the Bible... Every word that talks about the character of God is 100% accurate. See, when it states that God inclined his ear to our prayers, we can take that to the bank. When the Bible states that God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble, God wants you to know that it is true. 
And through this crisis, God wants you to know he is here for us. We are not alone. We're not. We're never alone. God is with us. Is it just me or have you been sensing a greater presence in uh, through this pandemic? A greater sense of God's presence in your life. It's It's not a fall on your face, I, I, I can't get up kind of presence. Uh, it's not um, a drop dead, I just touched the ark kind of presence. But it rather, it's, it's a, I think the only way to describe it, for me anyways, is it's a small move in our hearts. God's presence, a small move in our hearts. It's our hearts calling out yearning, if you may, for more. It's our hearts desiring to draw close to God. Are you sensing that? Are are, are you feeling that during this time that it's like God is knocking on your heart and he's wanting to draw near to us? Um, You know what? Through this, we will find a way. We have one another. Uh, that's a beauty again of being connected to a local church is we have one another. We, we're there for one another and we serve a God who truly cares, a God who is there for us in times of trouble. For many, these shifts I know are difficult. Um, really in truth, all shifts make us uncomfortable. Uh, for, you know, they mess up, man, our natural order of things. They mess up those things that we're attached to, those things that we become accustomed to. But on the other side of the shift, on the other side is something better because there is someone better on the other side. When the dust settles, and friends, it will settle. What will our world look like? I hope it is friendlier, it's kinder, uh, it's more compassionate. I hope it's more willing to be neighborly. Um, I hope we become more willing to go the extra mile for those in need. Here's what I do know through this shift. That the Lord is using this crisis to shift his church. Do you hear that? I believe the Lord is using this crisis to shift this church. And no, with emphasis on the N and the O, no, God did not cause this this outbreak. You need to hear that again. I do not believe that God has caused this outbreak. I don't believe God caused this outbreak to... um, lean or beam judgment upon mankind? I don't believe that at all. But here's what I do believe. That everything the enemy uses or meant for evil, God turns for good. So God will turn what the enemy has used for evil, he'll turn it to good. Just think about it for a minute. Many of you are isolated. Maybe now's the time to work on your marriage. (laughs) Many of you are isolated. Maybe now is the time to connect with your kids, to 
Because many of you are homeschooling your kids. Now's the time to, uh, you know, sit with them and color with them and laugh with them and, and joke with them and reconnect with them. You know, I, we don't have to always look at these things as a huge negative. Sure they are. And I'm not downplaying at all. Uh, what's what's going on all over the globe and how it is affecting people negatively. Um, but just like Pastor Yvette shared, can we somehow turn this on its head? Can we somehow turn what the enemy has used for evil? Can we somehow turn it around for good? Spend a bit more time with our kids, uh, to connect with those that we love. We now have time, maybe that we never had before, to send an email uh, to uh, pick up the phone, uh, do a Zoom meeting when Zoom works uh, with friends, uh, FaceTime or whatever you use in your video streaming to connect with people and, and see how they're doing. This is a global shift, friends. And think of the last global shift we had. Um, that was 9-11. And we all live in its wake it changed our way of life, did it not? And I don't know. I, I just sense that when the dust settles on this, and it will settle, um, there will be a shift. There will be. That will change our way of life. I'm actually hoping that it does. Because if God does a shift, I said if God is in the shift, which I know he is, it will be good for us. And it will be good for the betterment of the entire society. You know what? Things may look a little different. It will feel different. But I, I believe it will be for our good. The selfish sides of us may not like this shift. The self-centeredness of man uh, may tantrum. <laughs> but my prayer is that we would become, through this shift, that we would become more neighborly. That we would think less of self, that we'd become more giving, that we'd become more caring, uh, that we'd become more in the moment rather than off somewhere in our own little fantasy land. Are you with me? Is this, is this making sense to you? Another thing I'm sensing through all of this is the desire rising up within God's people to be in the know. We don't want to be caught off guard again. We don't want these world-shaking events to catch us unawares. We want to be in on God's conference calls. We want to be in on his Zoom meetings. We want to be part of the heavenly pipeline. This desire bubbling up within us is to be in the know. I believe within each and every one of us is this desire to be in the know, that we don't want to be caught unawares again. And what it is causing, it is causing a yearning within us to connect with the God of the universe. For intrinsically, we know that drawing close to God is the only way there. This yearning to be in the know is, it's a desire that is spreading beyond the walls of the church. And it's, it's, it's implanting itself into the hearts and homes of those who have yet to personally connect with Jesus. Listen, my friends, mankind, Christian and non-Christian alike, 
or being drawn toward connecting with the one true God. This is what I want to encourage you with for the remainder of my time. For those who have been disconnected with God, I want you to see that through faith in Christ, you can connect with God who saves, who comforts, and who brings peace in times of trouble. For those who have been in and out of connection, I want you to see that God is here with outstretched arms, ready and willing to walk with you through life. And for those of you who have taken the time to nurture your relationship with God through faith in Something happened. Well, hopefully I'm back. Somebody let us know if we're back. Because it disconnected and then it said resume. So hopefully we're back. Somebody wave. Somebody do something. Uh, we interrupt this sermon for a brief... This kind of feels like a commercial, does it not? <laughs> oh, man. You know, you have to have joy somehow through all of this. Um, Yvette, are we on? Are people saying we're on? Yeah. Ron Ingram says, no worries, you're okay. Okay, here we go again. Back from a commercial break. <laughs> so I was saying, for those of you who have nurtured your relationship with God through faith in Christ... I pray you'll be encouraged to press in even further, to dig even deeper, for no reason other than your desire to draw closer to God. Stay connected to the God of the universe. And to help with this, I want us to look at a verse that has been turning over and over in my spirit this past week. Um, it's found in First Chronicles chapter 12, uh, verse 32, and it reads, it's a kind of an obscure scripture. First Chronicles 12, 32. It says this, From Issachar, men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. When I read this, I can't help but think of God's desire to have like-minded people. Young, old, male, female, who live like this. People who understand the times we live in and know what to do. That not being caught unawares thing that I was talking about earlier. Uh, that not being caught unawares thing that is churning on the inside of you. That desire that you have to be in the know when it comes to the things of God. Well, that's what this verse is talking about. God wants his people, listen, God wants his people to be so connected to him that nothing really surprises them. Did you hear that? It's worth repeating. God wants his people to be so connected to him that nothing really surprises them. Friends, when your relationship with God is built on a genuine desire to get to know him, to be close with him, you too can be like these men of Issachar. And if I can just get real with you for a moment. When my life gets wound tight, I've noticed it becomes far too easy to go through the motions with my faith. Where my relationship with God becomes almost more based on obligation than on my desire to simply draw near. It could happen when our world gets wound so tight. 
And if you're like me, you've been there. And it's not a good place to be. I, I don't like my relationship with God being based on obligation. Where I am reading the Bible because, well, it's something I should do. I'm a Christian and that's what I should do. I don't want my prayer life to become such that, well, I guess i got to pray. I'm a Christian and... Yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to pray. I, I, I don't want my relationship with God to be be like that. And what I've discovered through this crisis, and it's only in the last couple of weeks, I've discovered that God is knocking on the door of my heart and he's revealing himself to me. He's revealing the Father's heart to me. And he's bringing me back to a place where my my connection with him, my time with him is not based on obligation, but it's based on a genuine desire to draw close. As a preacher, as a pastor, uh, it can be difficult because while I'm supposed to be spiritual, I'm supposed to have this awesome relationship with God. I'm I'm supposed to uh, be deep in the word and studying the depth of the things of God and and the, just even the pressure of that can it can crowd out my genuine relationship with God. Are you hearing is, is this is this making sense this morning? Um I, I wanted to say that because I know as I was prepping this, God was saying there are many people in the same boat where they have felt that way with their relationship with him. And God is using this time, my friends, to draw us back. He's using this time to draw us close. He's using this time to draw us near to him based on a genuine desire to get close. Here's another thing that happens, I find. And you may relate to this one more than the other. When life gets uh, too comfortable, I find I can lazily stroll through my faith life. Um, just connecting with God here and there as the need may arise. When we get wound too tight, man, it can become an obligation. But when, hey, things comfortable, things are good. Life is grand. Everything is great. Um, and we become so comfortable that it's like, yeah, I don't know if we have time for God today because things are going so good. I don't need you today because, man, I got it all under control. Can you relate to that? During this time, during this crisis, God is bringing us back to the Father's heart. What this crisis is doing then is it's recentering us. It's holy desire is rising up within us. Hey, check out my cup. Pastor. Woo, cool. It's a holy desire that's rising up within us to understand the times we live in and to know what we should do. You know what I think? Well, no, really, this is my hope. It's it's not what I think. That we're finally catching that it starts with how we live. It starts with how we spend our time. Friends, these men of Issachar had an understanding of the times and knew what to do. Why? Well, I believe it's because they cultivated a genuine, non-phony relationship with God. 
They knew that if they were going to help their nation, they knew if they were going to help their people, they knew if they were going to help their community, they must stay connected to God. They must have a genuine relationship with their father. And that tug on your heart that you're feeling, that pull on your spirit that is churning within you, that which, which you've been experiencing on the inside of you over these last few weeks, friends, that is God's tug on your heart. That is God's way of getting your attention. We're being pulled back, church, to the Father's heart. And that, my friends, I think is a wonderful thing. We're being pulled, not pushed, into God's presence. And not because we want to gain something, not because we want to earn something. Rather, we simply want to draw near to God. Friends, God is moving by His Spirit. And I know you're sensing it. Even the hardest of hearts are softening to this pull of the Lord. God is, God is drawing us to Him. God is drawing us, my friends, to Him. And even as I say this, I'm sensing that feeling that you're getting on the inside, that tug on your heart, that warm sensation, if you may, that gentle wave that is touching your heart. That's the Lord calling out to you. That's the Lord drawing you into his presence. For some of you, I know this is brand new. You've never experienced it before. You've never experienced this tug. And for others, it's like, man, have I ever missed this? And for some reason, I think this is a big one. That through this time, people are going to recognize, man, have I ever missed connecting with God and being in his presence. And people are going to come back to God in droves. They're going to come back to church because they're realizing the importance of being connected to the Father and being connected to one another. And for others, it's it's like God is pulling you even closer. Like a baby nuzzled in a papa's arms, you're going to long for more. Friends, God is moving and he's prophetically speaking to people. I know that there are people right now that are listening to me that this is, this is hitting home. I know there's people that you're sitting there saying, and you've said this over the course of the last while, there's gotta be more. Man, my life, there's just gotta be more to my life than what I've been experiencing. Friends, that has been God. Knocking on the door of your heart, drawing you back to him. Not under obligation. Not because it's the right thing to do. Not for any selfish reason. But a desire to get close with our father. A desire to sit on his lap and talk to him. A desire to have him near to us. Guys, prophetically, God is bringing change 
to, to society. Uh, I'm sensing it stronger than ever before. Um, again, what the enemy has used for evil, God is turning around for good. Hey, I want to say this in closing. The unselfish benefit of being close to God is being part of his communication pipeline. <laughs> Imagine this for a minute, Mom. Imagine always having one up on your teenager. <laughs> Understand the times and know what to do. Imagine if you're a business person having an understanding of the times and to know how to successfully maneuver your company through these tough times. Imagine even taking it a step further, business person. Imagine understanding the times ahead of time and being able to make some adjustments ahead of time before the crisis hits and know what to do once it hits. Imagine that. Imagine college student, university student, knowing what to do when faced with difficult decisions. It's like a difficult decision comes up, hits you in the face, and it's like, wait a minute, I know what to do. Imagine that. That's what this scripture in First Chronicles 12, 32 is talking about. That we would be people who would understand the times and know what to do. And we're that type of people because we've been connected with God. Because we're in his pipeline. We're in his Zoom meetings. We're connected with him. We have a relationship with him. We've been drawing near to him. And because we've been drawing near to him, it prepares us. It positions us to be ready when God's Zoom meeting starts. Hey, listen, guys, Yvette and I are praying for you. We're only a phone call away. We're an email. We're a, a video chat away. My Freedom Friday <laughs> is just around the corner. Freedom Friday, by the way, is is my day when I am out of quarantine. This is my 10th day. And, uh, you know, I'll be able to drop by and enjoy a piece of apple pie with you at your house. You know, we love you. Uh, we pray that you'll stay safe through this time. And I want to close with this scripture in Joshua chapter 3, verse 5. It's a powerful scripture. Joshua told the people this. Joshua said, consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things through you. Did you hear that? It says, consecrate yourself. In other words, get your heart right. <laughs> get your heart right. Reconnect with God. Consecrate yourself. Do whatever it is you need to do to stay connected and to reconnect with our Father. Consecrate yourself. Why? Because tomorrow will come. We all know that. Tomorrow will come. And in our tomorrow, the Lord will do some amazing things. I believe it. It, it. I believe that our tomorrow, friends, our today may not look the greatest for some of us, but I believe our tomorrow will be great because the Lord will do amazing things. I believe we are going to see a unprecedented uh, move of God on the earth. 
where we are going to see salvations like we've never seen before. People coming and giving their lives to Christ. Maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you're listening and you're tuned in and maybe you have not ever given your life to Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. If that's you, I want to give you an opportunity this morning to simply come to the Father just as you are. I want to lead you in a, in a, a very simple prayer. It's a prayer that has been prayed by millions and millions over decades, over millennials. It's a prayer that I prayed some 35 years ago. And it transformed my life. And it's a prayer not based on works. It's a prayer not based on how good you are or how good you have been. It's it's not a prayer. It's a prayer based not on the things you did yesterday. It's a prayer based on what you're willing to do right here, right now. So if that's you, I want to lead you in a simple prayer. Why don't you why don't you do this with me right here, right now? Why don't you just close your eyes and say this with me? Say, God, I come to you this morning in Jesus' name. I come to you this morning just as I am. God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Help me to live for you. Help me to understand you. Then I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Simple prayer, friends. If you prayed that prayer, can you do me a favor? Can you email the office, office at victorylifechurch.ca? Can you leave a comment on uh, this Facebook live feed and let me know uh, that that was you and that you prayed that prayer? Secondly, and equally as important, there are some of you who are listening who you've, uh, your relationship with God has been real rocky. Uh, your relationship with God has been up and down. Uh, your relationship with God hasn't been as real as you know it should be. Uh, maybe you've been mad at the church. Uh, maybe you've been mad at other Christians. And, and maybe rightly so. Maybe some churches or some people did you wrong. And I want to, I just want to apologize for that. But I want to say to you today, now's the time to be drawn back to the Father's heart. Now's the time to connect with one another. In fact, the Bible says in Acts chapter 10, it says, don't forsake the assembly of yourselves together, as some are in the habit of doing. Don't forsake it. Friends, we need one another. Uh, and now's the time. To reconnect to the Father's heart. If that's you, you've been wayward. You've been kind of doing your own thing. You've been away from God. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Thanks for uh, uh, staying with us this entire time. But I want to pray a prayer for you now that will help you be drawn back to the Father's heart. He's already tugging on your heart. He's already been speaking to you. And so I, I just want to, I don't know, help you acknowledge that. I help you see that. What you've been feeling on the inside, that's been God tugging on your heart. So let me just lead you in a prayer. God, in the name of Jesus, for all of those who are listening, who have been far from you, God, I pray that they would repent. I pray they would ask you to forgive them. Maybe even do that right now. And God, I ask that during this time,
that they would allow your presence to flood them like never before. For many, you've experienced the goodness of God and the grace of God in your life. You've tasted and seen that the Lord is good and you need to taste again. You need to eat again. You need to draw near again. God's forgiveness and grace is there for you. You need to see it. And lastly, for those of us that have felt, hey, our relationship with God has been pretty good. I've done the best I can. Keep pressing in. Keep moving forward. Allow this message to encourage you that you would do as Joshua 3, 5 says, that you would consecrate yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do some amazing things for you. I want to ask my wife to come as we as we wrap this up. I hope this has been good. I hope this has been encouraging to you. Hi. Hey, guys. You know, hey, being on quarantine with <laughs> with this beautiful woman is a great thing. I tell you. You know, and, you know, you were even saying yesterday, boy, it's kind of peaceful around here. Nobody's dropping in. And and when people do drop in, all they're doing is leaving some groceries on the front stoop, ringing the doorbell and taking off. <laughs> so, hey, uh, we welcome that. Why not? Hey, somebody, uh, we had some pie that somebody uh, gave us. We had uh, some banana bread. It was awesome. And uh, so, yeah, thanks, guys. You know, I'm so glad that you were able to tune in today. And again, everyone, thank you for your patience as we work through the technology. Uh, you know, when you do all your dry runs and everything works well and it doesn't when you need to go alive, it, it can be a little unsettling. But you know what? The, the, the whole message right now is this, is that we're together. We're going to get through this together. Not just us locally. This is a global thing. And, you know, none of us have gone through this before because none of us are over 100 years old. So we haven't experienced these kinds of things. So we're going to encourage each other. We're going to trust the Lord to give us wisdom. We're going to be kind. We're going to be generous. We're going to be really listening to what people need so that we can be a blessing to them. You know, sometimes it's just listening, encouraging, and saying, I hear you. And, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a big, big deal. So I'm so grateful for people that are willing to give during this time of their time, of their prayers, uh, sharing their supplies. I'm inspired by your stories. I've heard some people who said I had two two packages of toilet paper and I gave one away and then God blessed me with more. You know, it's a time to not hoard. It's a time to really share and say, what do you need that I might have that I can give you? Um, and beyond that, it's really making sure that our people are safe, uh, that we're taking the time to care about things like safety. Of course, we're following the principles of the government and what they're asking uh, for us to do. But at the end of the day, we really want to make sure that uh, spiritually we're not forgetting to really balance that out with um, taking the time to fill yourself with the word of God, take the time to connect with people through social media, through live, whatever you have to do, texting, emails, you know, phone calls. Oh, yeah, your phone works that way. Did you know that? <laughs> Many people have forgotten to, to, to use phone calls. So phoning is important too, talking to someone and caring about them. Uh, so we're, we're here and uh, trusting that next week we'll have a little bit more of the bugs worked out. But thank you for joining us today. I noticed Angela said, hey, where's the pie? Well, hey, I guess we're waiting for somebody to come and drop it off because we can't go out anywhere. And, you know, store-bought, frozen, machine-made pie is just not the same. Erica, your pie was awesome, by the way. (laughs) We loved it. 
it, it, it was one of the best I've had. So again, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. And if you need anything, please uh, either leave um, a, a comment here, uh, email the office, contact the office in any way. Uh, we're here. We're here to help. We love you guys. God bless you. And have yourselves a great week. I'm signing off now. Oh, and by the way, this video will, will be available online uh, after the service. It'll be loaded to our website uh, for you to view and um, maybe even um, on Facebook probably. So, okay, that's it. I'm gone. I figured out how to finish. You just press the finish button. Okay, <laughs> bye-bye.